You wake up in a room with no windows or doors. The ceiling is extremely high, and the only way out is a closed hatch at the very top. Suddenly, the room starts filling with water. You've checked everywhere. There's no way to turn it off. You know that help is on the way, but they won't be here for at least 5 minutes. You're pretty sure the entire room will be flooded in two. You definitely can't hold your breath for that long. You look around and find three objects. A straw, some rope, and a bucket. Only one of them can actually save you in this situation. Which one should you choose, and how's it going to help? You should take the bucket. Flip it over and put your head inside when the water gets to head height. You'll have your very own small air pocket to help you breathe until help arrives. Uh-oh, you're in a building that just caught on fire. You need to escape, but the fire just keeps spreading and spreading. You're feeling dizzy, and the smoke is making it hard to see. And the heat? It's insane! Suddenly, you see three paths that lead outside, but it's not going to be so simple. There's no fire near the first exit, but it's on the opposite side of the burning room. The second exit is right in front of you, but the upper part is completely covered in flames. The final exit is through the kitchen. There's shattered glass everywhere, but the flames are barely touching it, and the door is wide open. Which exit should you take? Even though the first exit isn't on fire, an indoor blaze is totally unpredictable. Flames can pop up out of nowhere. Going through a kitchen is never a good idea in a fire. There might be exposed gas lines in there. Your best bet is to go for the closest path and crawl your way to safety. Well, you're stranded in the middle of a desert and are in desperate need of water. You crawl along, trying to find any source to hydrate yourself. As nighttime rolls around, the wind gets stronger and it starts to get cold. You sit down next to a tree. How are you going to find water in the middle of a desert? Grab two of the largest tree branches you can find, and then rip your outer shirt and stretch it out over them, kind of like a sail. Shove the two branches into the sand to anchor them. The water in the atmosphere will get caught on the cloth and drip down for you to collect. Well, you're tied up on some railroad tracks and can't wriggle free. There's a train heading your way, and it doesn't look like it's stopping. Oh well, if you stretch your arms out, you can just reach a lighter, a small pocket razor, and a can of oil. Which can you use to escape? Pour the oil on the ropes holding you down. It'll act as a lubricant, and you'll be able to wriggle free. Taylor finished another awesome ice fishing session. He packed up his gear and walked back home with his dinner. Halfway back to the car, he realized he was being followed by a hungry cougar. It started chasing him. Taylor was so close to his car, but the cougar was gaining on him. What should he do? He should fling the fish to the side to distract the cougar. Then he should ditch all his gear. It's just slowing him down. That way, he's got a chance of making it to the car before he turns into cougar chow. Well, you find yourself in a pitch-black room. The room is huge, and there are many hallways and corridors leading to unknown places. You need to find your way out before the room starts heating up like an oven. You only have two minutes. You can feel some pipes on the wall, but nothing else. How can you save yourself?
when the pipes start heating up, they'll probably turn red. It'll already be super hot by then, but you'll have just enough time to figure out the layout of the room and find a way to escape. Angela decided to go for a nice walk in the forest. Mm -hmm. About an hour in, she tripped and spilled all her water. No problem, right in front of her was a tiny lake, and close by, a small stream and a cactus. Which one should you use to get herself a refreshing drink of water? She should head for the stream. That lake isn't moving. That means it probably has bacteria living in it. And a single cactus won't have enough water to quench her thirst. Even though the stream is pretty small, moving water is almost always the safest option. What are those things? Oh, paw prints! Those are bear tracks heading to the forest, a wolf print coming out of the forest, and some elk prints heading toward a lake. Well, what's the best place to go if you're not into the whole being eaten thing? Think fast! The bear going into the forest probably scared that large dog off. Oh, you thought those were wolf prints? Mm, Not likely. Wolves mostly travel in packs. The bear is most likely chasing the elk, so they'll both end up at the lake. That means the forest's safe for now. You're stuck in a well in a small village, and the water's already up to your knees. There's a rope leading to the mouth of the well, but it's definitely not strong enough to hold you. You look around and find a bucket, some clothing, and a lighter. How do you escape? Shove the clothes in the bucket, tie the bucket to the rope, and light the clothes on fire. Then quickly hoist the bucket up. Chances are, in such a small village, someone will see the smoke and run over to help you. You come into a room and see a person at the table. Obviously, he isn't feeling well. In front of him, you see four dishes. A glass with green liquid in it. A burger. Hmm, somebody must have taken a bite here. A plate with pizza. Wait, there's a cockroach crawling along the crust. And french fries. Which of these dishes is spoiled? The french fries. Take a closer look. Ew, there's mold all over this dish. Uh Uh-oh, Tommy was exploring old caves outside the city when he got trapped in a mysterious dungeon. There were three ways out, but only one of them was safe. Behind the first door, a fire was raging. Behind the second door, there was acid rain, which could melt any substance within seconds. Behind the third door, there was a huge brown bear that hadn't eaten for two years. Which way should Tommy choose? Tommy should choose the third way. No animal can go for two years without food and survive. Barely. (laughs) It was a stormy day, and it had been raining for several hours straight. A car accident happened in a tunnel. The yellow car crashed into the red one. The driver of the yellow car said it had been raining so heavily he hadn't seen anything. So the accident wasn't totally his fault. But the police asked the man to stop lying and claimed it was all his fault. Why? The accident happened in the tunnel. It couldn't be raining there. Mrs. McAdams, who was having a day off with her friends, 
came back home in the middle of the day to change her clothes. There, she found out that her daughter, Eveline, who she'd grounded, wasn't at home. Mrs. McAdams got angry and texted Eveline, asking where she was. Eveline texted her back, saying she was at school. The girl even attached a picture of the classroom. Mrs. McAdams didn't believe her daughter and told her to come home immediately. How did she understand Eveline wasn't at school? Look closely at her cell phone. It's Sunday. There's no school on Sundays. Ned works in a club. His job is to check people's ID cards and to not let suspicious people or people younger than 21 years old get inside. Take a look at these three ID cards and figure out who shouldn't enter the club. The first person is already 21, and nothing else looks suspicious in his ID. The second girl seems alright too. It's written that Brielle was born on September 31st. Ah, but such date doesn't exist. Her ID must be fake. Mrs. Cabell is the owner of a small company producing expensive designer cups. On Friday, when the working week was finally over, she got a call from her bank. The woman found out that someone had stolen all the money she had saved. Mrs. Cabell realized it must have been one of her workers, so she asked each of them what they had been doing that day. Sloan, a sales manager, said she had been talking to their clients and looking for new ones. Atticus, a potter, said he always made one cup a day, and he showed all the cups he had done that week. Sierra, a designer, said she had been working, but she also admitted she hadn't been really productive that day because of some family issues. Who lied? Atticus. There are five working days in a regular week. The man said he made one mug a day, but he only showed four mugs. It means he missed one day of work. Lennox and Finn were friends living in the same college dorm. One day, Lennox reported that something had happened to his friend. He said Finn hadn't left his room all day. He also never responded to any of Lennox's texts. In the evening, Lennox started to worry and knocked on Finn's door, but the guy didn't answer. Lennox peeked through the keyhole and saw that his friend was lying on the floor, so he called the police. After that, Lennox got arrested. Why? Lennox has a bandage on his right eye, but the keyhole is located in such a way that it's only possible to look inside with the right eye. It means the guy couldn't do it. He simply knew what had happened. Esme was having a walk in the forest and got lost. For about the 20th time. Hey, don't ask! Anyway, she found the witch's house, walked in, said hi, petted the cat, and asked the witch to show her the way home. But the witch had a problem. She was learning a new spell and accidentally did something strange to her chairs. On the bright side, she now had a riddle for Esme to solve. The witch had 20 chairs. Now, some of the chairs only had two legs, and half of the rest had no legs at all. How many legs did all these 20 chairs have in total? We know that some of the chairs have, on average, two legs per chair. The rest of them have either four legs or no legs at all. 
and since half of the rest have no legs and the other half have four, together they have two legs per chair. So there are exactly 40 legs. Mr. Tucker was a businessman. He wanted to find an interesting hobby to impress people. He chose art, even though he knew nothing about it. Still, he kept buying paintings and even owned a couple of famous masterpieces. He liked to invite his potential business partners over to show off his collection. One day, his guest was Miss Geneva Darby, a young lady who owned a jewelry business. As always, Mr. Tucker boasted about his collection, but Miss Darby wasn't impressed. Why? Look closer at this supposedly 16th century painting. There are a couple of cars on the road. But there were no cars at that time, so the painting must be fake. Look at this poor guy. He seems to be stuck in the middle of a natural disaster. Which one should he choose to survive? A tornado, flood, or lightning strike? The only place where the guy might find some kind of shelter is a high hill behind his back. High ground during a lightning storm or a tornado is a terrible idea, which means the man will only be able to survive a flood. Carl was a rich man who had two adult sons, Ethan and Christian. They all lived in one house. One day, Carl saw that his most expensive ancient Chinese vase was missing. The only people who were at home the night before were his sons. The man didn't want to involve the police. That's why he decided to talk to each of his sons himself. He saw Ethan driving through the gates. He was back from his daily visit to the bakery. The guy said that the night before, he'd been practicing the guitar in his room. He didn't notice anything suspicious. Christian was near the swimming pool. He told his father, Now I understand. Yesterday I saw Ethan. He was putting some box in the back seat of his car. It must have been the vase. But Carl immediately realized it was Christian who had taken the vase. How did he figure it out? Ethan drives a sports car. It only has two seats. He couldn't have put the box in the back seat. It means Christian is lying. Jack and Deborah lived in a pretty small house near a forest. One day, the man went for a walk and never came back. Deborah called the police and they went to search for her husband. Soon they spotted him. He was lying on the ground, trapped under a large tree that had fallen on top of him. Suddenly, uh -oh. a stranger appeared from behind the trees. He exclaimed, How terrible! But it's not a surprise, really. The wind was so strong this morning, it must have knocked down this tree. The police officers immediately arrested the man. Why? The tree doesn't look broken by the wind. It looks as if someone cut it down. It was an unusually snowy winter. Detective Adam Davis was walking home from his office when he saw a young woman. She was carrying two large bags. For some reason, the girl seemed suspicious to the detective. He came up to her, showed her his badge, and asked what she had in her bags. Oh, I'm going on vacation. That's just some stuff I'll need there. And still, Adam called for backup and arrested her. Why?
look at the woman's footprints. She got out of the house through the window. A bizarre way to leave your own home. She must have broken into the house, and there are stolen things in her bags. A man was walking along a railroad track. Suddenly, he saw a train speeding toward him. But instead of getting away from the track immediately, the man started to run in the direction of the approaching train. When the train was very close, he finally jumped off the track. Why did he do this? When the man saw the train, he was on the bridge. He couldn't leave the track right away, and the nearer end of the bridge was closer to the oncoming train. Ryan worked as a cook's assistant in Mr. Miller's house. One day, the man's competitors promised Ryan to pay him a huge sum of money if he poisoned the rich businessman. Ryan waited until the cook took a day off. Then, he made dinner for the whole family. Mr. Miller, his wife, and their two children. Each family member ordered a different dish. Ryan only poisoned the one the businessman was going to eat. You can save Mr. Miller if you guess which dish is his. Keep in mind that Donna, the man's wife, is a vegan. The businessman himself loves meat. Kira, the daughter, is on a diet. And Amy can't eat sugar. So, which dish did Ryan make for Mr. Miller? It's spaghetti with meat sauce. Congrats, you saved Mr. Miller. Four girls were driving to a party. At some point, the one who was behind the wheel failed to control the car and crashed into a tree. Luckily, everyone in the car was wearing seatbelts, so no one was hurt. But when the police arrived, none of the girls wanted to admit she was the one who was driving. The officers examined the car and looked around. And in no time, they knew which girl was lying. Can you figure it out? Almost all the girls are wearing really high heels. It must be extremely uncomfortable and unsafe to drive wearing such shoes. And only the girl in the black dress has sneakers on. She was the driver. A math teacher told his students about Roman numerals. After that, he asked them to draw one line and turn nine into six. His only condition was that the students couldn't lift their pens from the paper until the line was finished. Mark was the first one to complete this task. How did he do it? He drew the letter S in front of IX and got six. You're in a small glade before a dense jungle. You need to go through it to reach the first checkpoint. You only have a bottle of water, a box of matches, and a phone in a waterproof case. As soon as you take a step, a loud growl from behind makes you freeze. You see a big lion, and it's not happy to meet you. There's no point in running away. The lion is faster and also excellent at climbing trees. It's getting closer. What are you going to do? Raise your hands, scream, and throw a bottle of water at the lion to scare it. Open the bottle and pour water over the lion. Turn your back to it and not move. You've got 7 seconds. Never turn your back on a lion. 
The beast knows to be wary of humans, so start making noise and throw a bottle at it. This should help, but if the lion doesn't leave, then you should start slowly retreating. This time, the bottle helped you. The lion runs away, you take the bottle from the ground and go into the jungle. You make your way through the thicket and see two bear cubs. They growl so sweetly and seem to want to play with you. You think they're thirsty, so you open the bottle. What will you do next? Give them some water to drink. Take a photo with the cubs because they're so cute! Quickly escape from this place as fast as possible. Every second is important. You need to quickly run away from this place. If there are cubs here, then their mother is somewhere nearby. She will come at you if she sees you near her children. While running, you trip over a root and fall. It seems you managed to get away, but wait! Something big is coming towards you from the right. You turn your head and see a huge grizzly bear. It growls and stands up on its hind legs. What to do now? Get up and quickly run away. Climb the nearest tree and wait for the bear to leave. Pretend to be unconscious and don't move. The bear is getting closer. Decide now! The bee seems clumsy but runs very fast and is excellent at climbing trees. In case of the grizzly, you need to lie down and freeze, proving that you don't mean any harm. The bear sniffs at you and seems to leave, but don't get up just yet. It can stay nearby and look at you to make sure you really are unconscious. After 10 minutes, you open your eyes and feel the bear is gone. Now, we'll ignore the fact that bears don't live in jungles and continue our adventure. You're making your way through the jungle again. You can see the river ahead, but before you reach it, you need to solve the problem with a pack of wolves. Wolves in a jungle, never mind. They're looking at you as their prey, slowly surrounding you. Your choice of actions? Don't let them surround you, press your back against a tree, then quickly climb it. Use matches to set fire to the grass, the fire will scare away the wolves. Scream and splash water in different directions. Wolves are afraid of fire, but now you don't have enough time to make it. Don't let them surround you. Any tall tree will save you. First, press your back against it, then quickly climb up before the wolves get to you. Night falls. You're sitting in a tree. The wolves are tired of waiting for you and leave. You go down, build a fire to warm up, and cook food. By the way, what will you have? Berries. You found ripe purple and red ones. They look delicious and seem juicy. Ants. You've stumbled upon a large anthill. Mushrooms. They don't look much like fly agaric, which means you can eat them. So, what's on the menu tonight? Surprisingly, ants are now the most edible thing for you. You can't eat berries and mushrooms if you don't know what they are. They may be poisonous. After a hearty dinner with your ant, <laughs> You wait for dawn and continue on your way. The jungle ends and you come out on a wide green clearing with a large lake nearby. You carefully tread through the open area and suddenly hear a rapid rumbling in the distance. You look around and see a wild boar. It's rushing right at you, snorting and roaring. What will you do? Run towards the boar shouting. It will confuse the animal. Lie down on the ground and pretend to be unconscious. Run back to the forest and climb a tree. Hurry up! You don't have much time! 
you need to climb the nearest tree. Wild boars will eat anything they can. So you climb a tree, but the boar is waiting for you on the ground. An hour passes, a second, a third. The boar doesn't even think to leave. Fortunately, a bear appears nearby. It scares the boar away and doesn't notice you. You wait until the animals are out of sight, then climb down the tree. You finally come to a lake. You need to swim across it. The good news? You're a good swimmer. The bad news is that there's a shark in this lake. Freshwater shark, huh? Hey, let's just go with it. You dive into the water and swim to the opposite bank. On the other side, there's a small pier with a moored old fishing boat. Where will you go? To the pier with a boat or to the sandy bank? Don't get closer to the fishing boat. It gives off the smell of fish that attracts the shark. Most likely, it lurks near the pier. You swim to the bank and see a fin next to the boat. It turns and starts quickly toward you. The shark has spotted you! What will you do? Try to swim to the shore as quickly as possible. Don't swim away, turn to the shark and move very slowly. Dive underwater and start waving your arms to scare the shark. Well, you need to stop. If you start swimming away, the shark will think you're its prey. Take a deep breath and try not to make unnecessary movements. The shark swims away and you calmly reach the shore. Tomas was washing a window on the 24th floor of a large office building. And suddenly, he heard someone screaming. The guy looked outside and saw a lady falling from the 30th floor. But in five minutes, the woman was standing on the ground, totally unharmed. How did she survive? Take a closer look at the sky. Yes, it's Superman! He saved the lady. Look at the picture. What's wrong here? Watermelons don't grow on palms. Two sisters went on a hike. Each of them took a box of matches. Nellie put her matches in a bag together with toothpaste and Shelly decided to store her matches in a bag with nail polish. While the sisters were walking through the forest, they accidentally fell into a huge puddle. When they got out of it, Shelly suggested making a fire to dry their clothes and cook something to eat. Both sisters took out their matches. Unfortunately, Nellie's matches were covered in toothpaste, and Shelly's were in nail polish. Both girls left the matches to dry in the sun and left to collect some firewood. It started raining and all the matches got soaked. But 10 minutes later, the sisters still managed to make a fire and toast some marshmallows. Whose matches did they use? They used Shelly's matches. The nail polish dried and made them waterproof. If you don't keep it, it'll break. What is it? It's a promise. Susan was asked to describe her sons. She said, They're all redheads but three, all blondes but three, all brunettes but three, and all pink-haired but three. How many sons did Susan have? The 
The answer is four. One redhead, one pink-haired, one brunette, and one blonde. Lisa was a famous top model. She was found unconscious in her dressing room during a photo shoot and taken to a hospital. Doctors said she had a severe allergic reaction. But when Lisa came to herself, she insisted she hadn't eaten anything all day. The model's manager was very concerned and interrogated everyone who had been around Lisa. The stylist said she had applied Lisa's makeup and, indeed, hadn't seen her eating anything. The cleaning lady said she had cleaned the dressing room with organic, non-allergenic products. Lisa's main rival, Nora, said she had been watching the shooting all day long. She hadn't noticed anything suspicious. Who's the culprit? It was the stylist. Lipstick was the only thing Lisa could have swallowed that day. Look at the pictures. Which of these people is a risk taker? The girl is risking less. She's sitting on the second floor, and there's a pool below. The guy is risking more. The building he's sitting on is taller. You can see clouds and planes in the sky. What food can you never cheer up? A blueberry, because it's always blue. Haha. <laughs> okay, let's move on. There are five lemons in a bowl. You take away three of them. How many lemons do you have now? Well, you have the three lemons you took. King Gerald has a very beautiful daughter named Teresa. Four princes from different countries came to the kingdom, hoping to marry the girl. But the king decided to check how smart they were and organized a special contest. Teresa was in the center of a 200 by 200 foot room, and the princes were standing on small boxes in each corner of the room. The first prince to touch Teresa's hand would become her husband but they weren't allowed to leave their places or use anything but their hands or wits. One of the princes figured out what to do immediately. He married the princess. What did he do? He just asked Teresa to come over and touched her hand. You can easily find me on Earth, Mars, Mercury, and even Jupiter, but you'll never find me on the Moon, Venus, or Pluto. What am I? I'm the letter R. Manager George received an anonymous text message. It said a robber had just entered the supermarket where he worked. George hurried into the hall and saw four pregnant women in the grocery section. The man looked at the ladies attentively, detected the thief, and called the police. How did he know? The woman on the right is the only one who doesn't have a shopping basket or cart. She's putting groceries inside her fake belly. So you're on a desert island and you're starving. You find a bush filled with berries. You eat a few, but start to feel sick. A local, hey, I thought this was uninhabited. They tell you that eating watermelons and grapes will get rid of the poison. 
but apples and carrots will make things worse. In front of you, there are tomatoes, cabbages, oranges. Which one do you eat? Tomatoes! Like watermelons and grapes, they also grow on vines, unlike the rest. You're lost in the desert with just one bottle of water. But you don't know where the nearest water source is. What do you do? Cover yourself with your backpack to avoid sweating? Walk as quickly as you can to find water? Find shade and rest. The best option is the last one. When it gets dark, you can walk further and find help. While sightseeing in a town, a volcano erupts nearby. There's no lava coming out, just thick black smoke. You see three potential routes to safety. Which one do you take? A tall lighthouse is a few feet away. A basement. A car in front of you. Go to the basement and close the door behind you. Lava smoke travels fast, and it can reach the tallest point of the lighthouse. It's 3 p.m., and while walking in the middle of a desert, you come across a tall tower with a crazy scientist living there. He tells you that if you want to make it out alive, you must calculate the height of his tower. What do you use? Fallen tree branches? Your shadow? Your watch? Your shadow! Since you know how tall you are, you can calculate how many times your shadow fits into the tower shadow. You're at a water park, and you've been taken captive by a supervillain. He takes you to the highest point of the park and shows you three slides. An orange one, a green one, and a yellow one. One leads to a pool filled with acid, one to a tropical paradise, and the other to a volcano filled with lava. The supervillain tells you, in a parallel world, the purple slide leads to freedom. Which one do you choose? The yellow slide. Yellow is the opposite of purple. 